a really important part of college is being able to meet all these sorts of new people and hang out in their rooms and, you know, all the social interactions, like new experiences that come with college, you can't really have at this time. So, you know, the college is encouraging us to keep our friend groups small and, you know, we're supposed to stay in our rooms a lot just so we can keep the spread to a minimum. So we don't really get that really exciting, oh, new friends, new experiences, because, you know, most of the time we're locked up in our rooms, which is really disappointing. I'm Debbie Weil, and this is the Gap Year podcast, where we talk about the collective gap year that we're all living through right now. Our audience is those in midlife and beyond, say 50 plus, who are trying to live through this global timeout as gracefully and courageously as possible. So what could we learn from someone about what it's like to live through the disappointments of the pandemic? Someone has been missing out on some of life's most memorable milestones. I knew just the person to tell us, my 18-year-old niece, Phoebe Weil. Phoebe has a truly refreshing approach to life. She missed senior spring of high school. She missed her high school graduation. And now she started college where she's been in lockdown on her campus all fall. But she remains so very optimistic. Inspired by Anne Frank, she's been keeping a journal that she hopes to share one day with her children. She's hitting the books to study organic chemistry, and she tells us about the advantage of attending an all-women's college as a science major. And she's keeping up her YouTube channel, which has over 5,000 subscribers. And what's her new best thing to come out of the pandemic? Writing letters, snail mail letters. And she's prolific. We've received a bunch. We could all learn a lot from Phoebe's steady and positive attitude. I know I did. Let's jump in. Phoebe, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm going to dive right into the the question right here, which is that you're 18 and you missed the spring of high school senior year, and then you missed high school graduation. And those are kind of iconic moments and experiences. Uh, What was that like for you? Um, definitely crazy. Um, I sort of throughout senior year, I was really looking forward to graduation and this whole like rite of passage that comes with graduation and senior spring and starting college. Um, so I kind of missed out on that. Um, they still did a little graduation, but it wasn't really the same celebration as an in-person graduation would be. So it was definitely weird. Mm. Were you terribly disappointed or did you somehow just get used to it? It was very disappointing at first. Um, I sort of got used to it over time, you know, especially now, eight months in. It's, yeah, I was pretty sad at first, but it definitely got a lot easier as I started to, you know, cope and get used to it. Mm. Well, that makes sense. So now you're at another, and I guess I'll call it like an iconic moment that so many of us can relate to, which is you're starting college, but you've been essentially locked down on your campus since I think maybe August since you started. So rather than just ask you, you know, what's that been like? um, I'm going to ask you, tell us one good thing and one bad thing about that experience. Sure. 
Um, definitely one of the great things that came out of this was being able to be on campus. I know that a lot of colleges aren't able to be on campus and even the ones that are aren't able to have in-person classes. So I'm really, really happy that my college was able to have in-person classes just because I feel like it's so important to be in class when you're learning because on Zoom you can kind of zone out and it's really hard to pay attention. You know, it's not super fun. So I'm really glad that we're able to be in person. Um, One bad thing is I think a really important part of college is being able to meet all these sorts of new people and hang out in their rooms and, you know, all the social interactions, like new experiences that come with college, you can't really have at this time. So, you know, the college is encouraging us to keep our friend groups small and, you know, we're supposed to stay in our rooms a lot just so we can keep the spread to a minimum. So we don't really get that really exciting, oh, new friends, new experiences, because, you know, most of the time we're locked up in our rooms, which is really disappointing. Mm. Well, so do you think, are you able to think of that as delayed gratification? I mean, you just pictured, you keep telling yourself, oh, well, that'll happen in the future. Yeah, I think it makes me more excited about, you know, college in the future, because I don't just get to cram all the new exciting things at the beginning of freshman year, the new exciting things get to come over the years as, you know, social distancing and COVID guidelines start to loosen up which is really exciting. So I'm looking forward to that. Definitely. (laughs) I love your, I love your, I love your approach. You're just extremely positive. Um, which is, you got to take a positive approach at this time. Well, it's very refreshing. So, so do you feel as if you're part of something bigger? I mean, I'm calling it a collective gap year that we're all living through, but do you feel there on your campus that you're doing your part, but does it feel like you're part of something bigger? I guess so. I mean, I definitely know that this year is unlike any other, and I'm definitely part of that year, like living in this time. I can, you know, I've been thinking about like telling my kids about this when they're learning about it in history. And another thing I've been doing, just like acknowledging that is keeping a journal, um, just so I can remember what this time was like. Because it's really just insane to think about we're, we're living through a pandemic right now. And sometimes I forget that it's like a crazy, crazy historical moment. So I try to um, document it as much as I can with journaling and all that stuff. I sort of was thinking about like Anne Frank, you know, like she's like writing her little journals and people are, it became like a crazy book. I was like, hmm, I wonder if I should do that just because this is a crazy time. That's fantastic. Well, so what kind of what kind of stuff do you put in your journal? Is it like long entries or do you just do like bullet point sort of quick thoughts or I'm just curious? Um, well, I did journal over the summer and senior spring. And in senior spring, I talked a little bit about activities that I was doing that were, you know, at home with my family. Um, and over the summer, it was a lot of that too. And in college, you know, as school is crazy, I haven't had as much time to really spend a lot of time journaling. So it is just now a bit more of like a few things to jot down, funny things that happened to me today or, you know, things that came from COVID that I didn't really expect. So I, I just want to be able to look back at this time when I'm out of it and remember that, show other people, you know, I think it would be fun. Well, again, you just sound so sane and um, sort of steady, like it's just not 
getting you down. So you're not writing in your journal, oh, I'm so depressed today. And it sounds you just have a different approach, which I love. We should, we could all learn from you. Now, I know we, we won't go into names of places, but I know you're at an all-women college, all-girls yeah. college. So what about boys? Or I don't know, do we call them men? But Or whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to call them. How, how does that, I mean, if you're locked up there, I mean, normally you'd have lots of chance to be, you know, seeing boys and meeting them. So how is that working? Um, well, it's definitely different from high school, but I actually really like the Historically Women's College experience just because when I'm in class, especially as a STEM major, I want to major in chemistry. So um, I always was really afraid to be like one of the only women in a STEM field at a college. So going to Historically Women's College is great because I'm surrounded by other women who love STEM just like I do. And in class, you know, there's a stereotypical like mansplainer that we get to avoid. Um, and you know, on the weekends, I don't really have a big problem with, oh, I don't get to see boys. So it's fine. Like I really like the all women's college experience. Wait, tell it, uh, for those who might not know, tell us what STEM stands for. Oh, uh, STEM is science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. So tell us more about that. Cause I think, I think that's a really important thing you just commented on about being in a class of women when you're taking, I know, I think you took chemistry this, this past semester. Yeah, so what do you, I guess what, you know, all the studies say is that women feel more confident in that environment. What, what is your, is that your experience? Definitely. Um, just because in high school, I went to a co-ed high school and I took the advanced placement chemistry course at my school and it was just majority men and a lot of the times I felt not as inclined to speak up as some of the guys in my class would just because you know I felt like and I was one of the only girls there and it just was awkward to speak up and um, when I'm in class here especially being able to be in person being able to speak up because I'm surrounded by women I don't feel you know suffocated <laughs> so it's it's really awesome I really loved um, chemistry. I took it last term. We're on like a quarter system. So this term, I'm not taking it, but last term I loved it. That's right. Well, that is really, that's again, really great to hear because I think people forget that we have these historically all women colleges and how special they are. Um, well, here's another question. As you look ahead, and I don't know exactly how far you do look ahead when you're 18, but mm -hmm. as you look ahead and you're thinking about building your life and, and maybe even your career and it somehow it might incorporate chemistry, do you think you're looking at it differently because of this experience you're having now? Or how is that for you as you look ahead? How do you make yourself do it? Two years, five years, 10 years? Yeah, it's, I haven't really thought about the future. I know that I definitely want to do something chemistry um, definitely organic chemistry, which is my favorite, maybe something on the engineering or innovative side. I haven't really thought about what COVID has to do with that. Um, I definitely know that COVID is going to slow things down a bit just because, you know, for my first year, or maybe even two years, who knows, of college, it's going to be hard to learn, you know, because in the lab last term, I wasn't really able to do a whole lot of labs um, because of all the social distancing guidelines and not being able to touch things and spread germs. So I know that 
you know, for the first few few years of college, I might not be able to do as many labs or, you know, that part of chemistry, which I really love is the hands-on side. Um, but I'm not really sure about the future. Mm. Hopefully like it lasts that long, <laughs> knock on wood. Yeah. I mean, I guess what I meant was that, do you think it's this period of being in this strange interlude has changed what you picture your career will be? I mean, maybe that's not a good question, but I was just curious. Mm, I don't think so. Mm. I I hope that this doesn't change the world indefinitely enough that I wanted to change my career. Mm. Well, I think um, I hope you're right about that. Okay. Uh, different topic. So tell us about your YouTube channel, which is kind of amazing. You have over 5,000 subscribers. You started it, I guess, a couple of years ago. Just tell us a little bit about it because I've not seen all your videos, but I think you are a really good creative video editor for one thing. And I just, how are you thinking of that as how does that fit into your life or why are you doing it or how is it important or however you want to answer that? Yeah. Um, well, ever since I was a little girl, I loved um, filming. I always filmed myself playing with my toys and would make little stories with my toys with the video camera. So um, ever since I was little, um, creating videos was like a creative outlet for me. So when I went to boarding school or when I was applying to boarding school, I saw all these videos of people at boarding school, but it wasn't really showing me like the day-to-day life. You know, it would, I wanted a more personal approach to boarding school and I didn't see enough boarding school videos out there. So when I went to boarding school, I wanted to create videos for other people so that people like me when I was applying could have something to watch and see really what the inside scoop was about boarding school. So I started making them and I loved making them and I guess people liked watching them. So I kept on making more and yeah, it was crazy how much attention it got, um, which was really exciting. Mm -hmm. Do you think, is there a way you can combine video and chemistry that I haven't thought of? I hope so. I mean, I think it would be awesome. Sometimes I see videos online of, doctors filming a day in the life working through COVID. And I just think that's so cool. So maybe if I'm working in a lab somewhere, I can do a day in the life at the lab, which I think would be awesome. (laughs) Oh, I do too. What is your new best thing that has come out of this strange time? Definitely writing letters. I think that you know, we're in this time, we're stuck on our computers, we're stuck online, because everything we do is virtual. And I just hated, like, texting my friends and zooming my friends, because it felt like school, you know, it felt because school was online. So facing my friends felt like school. So I wanted to take a step back from that and write letters. And I've been writing to you and I've been writing my other friends and family. And I love, I've always loved giving letters and receiving letters. I just think it's so awesome to you know, get something in the mail with a stamp and your name on it. And it's so fun. Um, And so I think that definitely, I want to keep writing letters even after the pandemic, but I love writing letters. (laughs) Well, we, we have loved receiving them and you send so many, we, we can't keep up and we always (laughs) feel guilty, but uh, that's a, I, that is, I'm sort of speechless because that is just a wonderful thing for someone who's 18 now to say that, she likes writing letters. Um, when you're 40, which I don't know how far ahead you can look, because 40 probably seems pretty old, but say when you're 40 or 50, how do you think you'll, and I know you have your journal, but how do you think you'll reflect 
on this time, looking back? That's a hard one. Um, I haven't given much thought to this. I think I'm going to see it as the craziest time in my life, especially because I'm 18 and this is one of the most like malleable parts of my life where like I can change my life in so many different ways at this point. And it's like up to me, you know? So I think, um, I don't know. Mm. Well, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't looking for any particular answer. No, I think that's very thoughtful. Um, Oh, are you, uh, I know you're not, here's one last thing. I know you're not going home for Thanksgiving, but I hear through the grapevine that you may be baking there on campus. Is that true? Oh yeah. Well, we'll see. We're still looking into it because we have to find a kitchen somewhere. Um, and my dorm is discouraging us from using the kitchens, but I'm hoping maybe possibly to make my grandmother's, your mother's famous pecan pie, which I made every year with my grandmother. And now since I can't go home for Thanksgiving, I can't make it with her, but I still definitely want to make it just because it's one of my favorite traditions. So. Oh, I hope you can do that. Well, you know what? You could make a video of making it. True. Oh my God. It'll be so fun. Yeah. I want to see that. And I know my mom wants to see it. (laughs) Um, Phoebe, this was amazing. I think you're amazing. And uh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I loved being on the podcast. That's it for this episode of The Gap Year Podcast. We're looking for a sponsor, and you can help. If you're interested in reaching a smart and thoughtful audience of midlife listeners who are open to change and transition, get in touch. Email me at thegapyearpodcast at gmail.com or contact me through my website at debbieweil.com. This is Debbie. Till next time.